Hello, and welcome back to another episode about talking about everything. So, um, at today, I don't have a guest with me because we are on quarantine, and there is a mass pandemic going on. Uh, didn't know if you guys heard about it. That's happening. So, I don't have a person to talk with today. So, I was like, what should I need to upload an episode? And I was like, let's talk about one of my interests. So today we're talking about a serial killer. And I hope you guys enjoy. And I hope that this is fun for you. And I'm sorry because you did not sign up for a true crime podcast. Today, I've been wanting to rant. I've been wanting to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer. I know that he is like a very infamous serial killer. And I know that like when you get into murders and stuff, he's one of the first guys that you get into. But God damn it. This is one of my favorite murders, multiple murders, 17 murders, and I just, I need to talk about it. This is a thing that has to happen. So, Jeffrey Dahmer, also known as the Milwaukee Cannibal or the Milwaukee Monster. Can you guess where he lived? Do you think he lived in Milwaukee? I'm sorry, that was, that was bad. Uh, he was a serial killer and a sex offender. And it said that he committed 17 murders and dismemberant, oh, I did not pronounce that right, dismemberant of 17 men and boys from 1978 to 1991. That is 10 years. No, that's like 13 years. Holy shit. So many of his later murders, if it wasn't bad already, involved necrophilia, cannibalism, and the preservation of body parts that's insane like ugh. so he was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder uh schizotypal i did not pronounce it right personality disorder and psychotic disorder but he was found to be legally sane in his trial and was uh convicted of 15 of the 16 murders he committed in wisconsin in 15 terms of life imprisonment on February 15th, 1992. Um, and then he was later sentenced to a 16th term of life imprisonment uh, for additional homicide committed in Ohio in 1978, which is insane because ugh, it's so nasty. Um, and so his childhood was pretty whack. It's kind of like, it's, it's sad. But also, I can't, I can't feel, like, empathy for him. Because he's fucking insane. But, so, um, he was born on May 21st, 1960. And his mother was Joyce Annette. And his father was Lionel Herbert Dahmer. And Dahmer's mother worked as a teletype machine instructor. And his father was a student at Macar- or Marquette University. Working towards a degree in chemistry. And so it, um, both his parents were like pretty busy people and his mom, their relationship wasn't very good, uh, between the two parents. And so it says it is claimed that like Dahmer was deprived of attention as an infant. Um, fucking crazy. I think we all were ha 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 trauma things. Um, anyway, but a lot of people actually suggest that generally he was doted upon as an infant and toddler by both parents. But his mom was like known to be tense and stuff. And argumentative with a lot of people, which super sucks. But uh, so 
His mother spent a lot of time after he entered the first grade, she spent a lot of time like in bed recovering from weaknesses and stuff. And uh, his father was also like not at home ever because he was, um, you know, at school and learning. And when he was home, his, his wife, uh, Jeffrey's mom, was always like wanting to get his attention. And so she worked herself into a state of anxiety over like really like run-of-the-mill shit things that didn't matter. And she even com- tried to commit suicide from an overdose on Equinil. Is that how you pronounce it? Uh, so sadly, neither parent devoted much time to Mr. Dahmer, our subject matter of the day. But, you know, a lot of people said he was a happy child, energetic. But then he uh, went and had a double hernia surgery. And uh, surgery is not fun for anybody, by the way. Surgery sucks. But uh, so that was performed shortly after his fourth birthday. And he remembers his parents, he himself remembers his parents being like super tense and stuff about it. And they were constantly arguing with each other. And so eventually, like, people were like, yeah, he's quiet all the time now. Like, he's super reserved to himself. He did have a couple friends. But even his teachers were like, okay, this guy is, like, super quiet and reserved. And, like, they took notice in that. Like, it was noticeable enough for them to be like, what the fuck is going on? But, okay, get ready for this. Dahmer, from early age, Dahmer manifested an interest in dead animals. Red flag red fucking flag you can if if a loved one has an interest in dead animals ask them if they're okay because a lot of times they're gonna end up being serial killers okay red flag okay he started off with like large insects like dragonflies and butterflies and he placed them inside jars which at first i was like hey that's not that big of a deal like you know even i am like like you go out and you catch lightning bugs like, that was a... Th- I don't know if you guys grew up the way I did, but a thing I did is, like, you go and you catch lightning bugs in summer. It's iconic. It's beautiful. But then he started collecting dead animals from roadsides, and he dismembered them. He disfucking membered them at home. Can you imagine your child bringing home a dead animal and being like, okay, I'm going to go cut this thing up in the garage? Ugh. Uh, or he would dismember them beside or in a woodland behind the family home. And he would store their body parts in jars in the family's tool shed. He was curious about how they fitted together. Okay, go do a puzzle then. Go do a puzzle. Ah, nasty. Nasty. It makes, it gives me chills. It's so gross. It's awful. Okay, so, in one instance, Dahmer fucking capitated the dead carcass of a dog before nailing its body to a tree. I want to know why you do that. I want an explanation. Like, you don't just nail a dead dog to a tree and be like, okay, I'm going to keep its head. No, you usually don't do that. And what I've known, 
And so he impaled the skull of the dog on a stake, um, which I don't understand why he did that. It's weird and gross and awful. So it says here, Dimer's fascination with dead animals might have begun when, at the age of four, he noted his father removing animal bones from beneath the family home. According to Lionel, his dad, his son was oddly thrilled by the sound the bones made and instantly developed a fixation for playing with and collecting animal bones. He occasionally searched beneath and around the family home for additional bones. With live animals, he explored their bodies and discovered where their bones were were located okay and it's like how cute he wants to be a animal caretaker when he grows up no can you imagine okay dog i'm gonna feel your body and i'm gonna find out where your femur is no gross nasty okay so the family moved to doylestown ohio in october 1966 Joyce, his mom, was pregnant with her second child, and her second child was born uh, on December 18th, 1966, and Jeffrey was allowed to choose the name of the baby, and he chose David. Okay, and then Lionel, his dad, earned his degree, and he got employment as an analytical chemist in a nearby city of Akron. So, okay. Next, in 1968, so two years later, the family relocated to Bath Township, Ohio. So they're still in Ohio. Two years later, over a family meal of chicken, Dahmer asked his father what would happen if the bones of chicken were to be placed in bleach solution. Okay, and it's like, yeah, your dad is a chemist. I guess that makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, why do you want to know that? I don't know if I'm being overly analytical and super rude right now, questioning why a child wants to know what bleach is in. But this guy did turn out to be a serial killer. So obviously these are red flags. Okay, so his dad, by this stage, was concerned as to his eldest son's placid and uh, really fascinated attitude. Therefore, he was delighted. He was so happy to initiate, a, um, like, show his son what was happening and he believed it was to be scientific curiosity which honestly is what I would have believed too if it was my son and so he showed his son he showed Jeff how to safely bleach and later preserve animal bones Dahmer used this knowledge regarding the cleansing and preserving of bones of many animals which he continued to aptly collect so his dad I'm not blaming his dad but his dad did show him how to preserve bones oof okay so now we're in high school the greatest years of our lives. He's gay. We discover that Jeffrey Dahmer is gay. He's gay. And being the 19 whatevers, I don't know when he was in, I think it was like 19. He's 16 years old. He's in high school. It's 1960 something. This is going to suck because you're, you, it's not going to be funny. You won't be able to tell anybody. So, but the thing is, he had like rape fantasies and it was so nasty. <sighs> I can't even. Oh, okay. Yeah. So his grades started to decline because of alcohol abuse and um, all that. 
and you know his his thing stuck. It, he he did not have a good a good thing. I think his parents got divorced. Yes. Yeah. So his parents got divorced. Okay. And so the first murder. Murder. Yeah, 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 yeah. 1978. Jeffrey Dahmer is 18. Three weeks after his graduation, he's living alone in the family home in Bath. So his parents are freshly divorced. His mom relocated to Wisconsin with his younger brother, David, and his dad lived in a motel. So this 18-year-old is living alone. On June 18th, Dahmer picked up a hitchhiker. Guys, don't hitchhike. Don't hitchhike, okay? It's not a good idea. You're gonna get murdered. <sighs> uh, named Stephen Mark Hicks, who was almost 19. So this kid was 18, almost 19. Dahmer lured the youth to his house because he was like, let's go drink alcohol together. Let's go have a couple beers. And so this guy, Hicks, was like, sure, I'll go to your house. And then after drinking and listening to music, Hicks wanted to leave. This is Jeffrey Dahmer said, Hicks wanted to leave and I didn't want him to. So in response, like every sensible human being would do, Dahmer bludgeoned Hicks with a 10-pound dumbbell. He later stated he struck Hicks twice from behind with a dumbbell as Hicks sat upon a chair. So Hicks falls unconscious. He's not dead yet. He's just unconscious. Then, then Dahmer strangled him to death with the bar of the dumbbell and then stripped the clothes of Hicks' bodies before masturbating as he stood above the corpse. Holy shit. And so the following day, like nothing happened, Dahmer dissected Hicks' body in his basement. And then he did the preserve of the flesh. Oh no, he actually didn't at this point. He just dissolved the flesh and crushed the bones. So there's no evidence. Okay, crazy. Okay, so he returned to Ohio after serving in the army for a while. Okay, so now... He's really getting into his murders. All right? November 20th, 1887. He was living with his grandmother in West... I don't know how to pronounce it. Alis? A-L-L-I-S. And he encountered a 25-year-old man from Michigan named Stephen. I'm not, I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name. It's... I can't do it. And so they met at a bar. And Jeffrey Dahmer was like, Bro, come chill at my hisau. It's going to be awesome. I was a hotel, actually. It was going to be awesome. And so Dahmer himself said he didn't want to murder, but he was just going to rape him as he laid unconscious, which, fuck you. I wasn't going to murder him. I was just going to fuck off. Ugh, nasty. And so, however, he awoke the following morning to find Stephen lying beneath him on bed with his chest crushed in in black and blue with bruises. Blood was also seeping from the corner of his mouth. Ugh. Awful. And Dahmer said he had no memory of killing him. And it's like, shit. What do you mean? You can't remember? Ugh. 
fucking awful. That's awful. You can't tell me how horrible that is. That'd be awful. Okay. So, um, okay. So he disposed of his body. He severed the head, arms, and legs and torso. And then he cut the flesh into small enough pieces to handle and put them in garbage bags. And he wrapped the bones inside a sheet and pounded them to splinters of the head chamber. It took him about two hours and he disposed of the remains, excluding the severed head in the trash. So he put the he put the remains in the trash and kept the head. Uh, and he kept it in a blanket for two weeks. And then he boiled the head in a mixture of Solex and bleach. And then he used it as stimulus for masturbation. Ah, gross. But then he eventually disposed of it. Ugh, I'm getting chills. I'm getting fucking chills. Okay, so, and also he's doing this. Okay, so these next murderers, he kills them in his grandma's house. His fucking grandma's house. Uh, so he'd go to gay bars and he would lure them to his grandma's house and he'd drug them and he drugged them and rendered them unconscious and then he killed them by strangulation. I, would, I believe it was just... Okay, yeah, so... Two months after the Stephen killing... What's his name, Stephen? I think it was Stephen. Was it Stephen? Yes, it was Stephen. So two months after the Stephen killing... Dahmer encountered a 14-year-old Native American male sex worker. And Dahmer was like, come on, kid. Come to my house. I'm going to give you money to pose for nude pictures. And so, you know, blah, 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 sexy, sexy time. He drugged the kid and then strangled him and then left his body in the cellar for one week before dismembering it one week that kid was down there this 14 year old kid was down there dead and then he boiled the skull and you know the do 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 okay on march 24th 1988 Dahmer met a 22 year old bisexual man named richard guerrero outside a gay bar called the Phoenix. He lured this kid to his grandma's house, $50 to just spend the night with him, just to spend the night. And then he drugged him with sleeping pills and strangled him and he performed oral sex on the corpse. This guy's dead, okay, this is necrophilia at this point. This guy is dead. Ah. Oh. Gro's body was dismembered within 24 hours of the murder and the, the remains were disposed in the trash and the skull retained before being pulverized several months later. So this Dahmer like keeps the skulls, which I think is awful and nasty. So April 23rd, Dahmer learned a young man to his house and gave him drugged coffee. But then his grandma was like, is that you, Jeff? And although Dahmer replied in a manner that led his grandma to believe he was alone, she did observe that Dahmer was not alone. Because of this, Dahmer opted to not kill this particular villain instead of waiting before he came unconscious before taking him to the country general hospital. So the only reason this guy didn't die is because his grandma was home and his grandma saw. So he was like, I'm not going to kill you. 
He just waited for him to become unconscious, and then he took him to the hospital while he was unconscious, which is kind of fucked up. So, September, his grandma asked him to move out because of his habit of bringing young men to her house late at night and foul smells emanating, or, oh my god, I can't pronounce words, coming from um, the basement and the garage. So, Dahmer moved out, he found an apartment, and he moved in on September 25th. Hold on, I'm yawning. The following day, he was arrested for drugging and sexually fondling a 13-year-old boy whom he had lured into his home on the pretext of posing for nude photographs. So this is kind of how he lured them on. He was like, okay, come to my house, pose for me, I'll pay you. So he was convicted of second-degree sexual assault and enticing a child for immoral purposes. And so he was sentenced. um, It was suspended until May 1989, and he was commenced a 10-day Easter absent for work, which he moved back to his grandmother's home. So two months after his conviction and two months prior to the sentences for sexual assault, Dahmer murdered his fifth victim, a 24-year-old aspiring modder named Anthony Sears, whom Dahmer met at a gay bar on March 25, 1989. He was not looking to commit crime. However, shortly after closing time that evening, Sears just started talking to me. That's what he said, just started talking to me. So Dahmer was like, chill, let's go. And he brought him to his grandma's house again. And so then he drugged him and strangled Sears. So the following morning, he put the corpse in the bathtub and he decapitated the body and attempted to flay the corpse. But, and then he pulverized the bone and they were disposed in the trash. And Dahmer found Sears exceptionally attractive and Sears was the first victim from whom he permanently retained any body parts. So permanently he had this guy's body parts and he stored them in his work locker. When he moved to a new address, he took the remains there. So, ah, ah, fine. So he had to register as a sex offender because of what he did to the 13-year-old boy. And, um, oh, so bad. It's so gross. Okay. So he killed a shit ton of people, right? just killed all these people and i'm not even done there's still the 1990s killings the 1991 killings and then his arrest but a lot of those are him dismembering bodies oh one thing he would do is he was super fascinated with how like the brain worked so he would inject he would drill holes in people's skulls one while they were alive and he would inject like boiling water or some chemical into their brain and see what happened and they would die slowly so one super crazy thing that happened is um there was this kid and okay so a 14 year old boy named his name is super I can't pronounce it so I'm gonna try and I'm sorry if I totally fail Conorak Synthesophone. <laughs> That's not right. So, this kid, he offered money to bring to his apartment to pose for Polaroid pictures. And he, the kid went to his apartment and posed for two pictures in his underwear before Dahmer drugged him. And so, Dahmer drilled a single hole into the skull through which he injected hydraulic acid into the frontal lobe. 
and so this kid fell unconscious and Dahmer led the boy into his bedroom. Oh, okay, sorry. Before he fell unconscious, Dahmer led the boy into his bedroom where the boy saw the body of a kid who Dahmer had killed three days earlier. And um, Dahmer said he thinks that the kid saw the body, but he didn't react because of the effects of the pills and the acid in his brain, which is what Dahmer thinks. So he became unconscious, the kid did, and Dahmer left the apartment to go to a bar to purchase more alcohol because um, he ran out of, he drank so many beers, he ran out of beer. So he returns, Dahmer returns home early in the morning to find the kids sitting outside naked on the corner of 25th and State with three distressed women standing near him. So all these women are near him. This kid is alive. And Dahmer approached the trio and was like, hey, this is my friend. And he tried to get the kid back, but the three women were like, no, 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 no. We, we called 911. Um, upon arrival of two Milwaukee police officers, John Balzerak and Joseph Gabrish, Dahmer's demeanor relaxed. He informed the officers that this kid was his 19-year-old boyfriend false this kid is 14 years old 19 year old boyfriend that had drunk too much following a quarrel and that he frequently behaved in this manner and the three women were like what the fuck and one of the officers was like um one of the women was like hey dude look this kid is bleeding out of his ass and obviously is like trying to get away from Dahmer but the officer was like fuck off shut the hell up and was like, get away. And so these women are like being like, dude, don't let this kid go back with this guy. And, but nope. But so Dahmer showed them the pictures he had taken the night before. And the officers were like, yep, okay. And the officers walked the kid back to the house, the apartment. They were like, okay, it smells weird here. And Dahmer stated that to investigate this, one officer simply peeked his head around the bedroom but didn't really take a good look. And so they left this kid with Dahmer. And then, yep, he murdered the kid. So this kid could have lived, but these police officers were like, nope, we're go back, it's fine. Ah, oh, it's so awful. Oh, gosh. Okay. So, he got captured. He got captured. And these, by these three guys, because they were like, yeah, let's go back to your apartment. And then they were like, uh-oh. And so the police came, and Edward was, ugh. Mm. So he gets captured, and he confesses. And there's a trial. And, oh my god. And so, he goes imprisonment to uh, the Columbia Correctional Institution. And he's beat to death by, by one of his inmates. And it's fucking insane. It says here, it says here, On November 28th, 1994, Dahmer was beaten to death by Christopher Scarver, a fellow inmate. And I don't mean to be that bitch, but, uh, hell yeah, this guy does not deserve to live. Ugh. He's fucking nasty. And 
I just hate him. I hate and search up a picture of Jeffrey Dahmer. He just looks so creepy. It's no fun to stare into his eyes. I'm just staring into his eyes right now. Ah, it's awful. It's awful. But um yeah, so that's fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. And I hope that this just made your day. I hope that this truly lifted your spirits. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. That's what I'm interested in. Uh, hopefully next week I'll have a podcast coming out with my cousins. Um, and then I'm going to try to get some more guests. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Have a good week, guys. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Keep learning. Keep reading. You got this. Bye.